Episode 29, The Business of Radio in the Far East. Welcome to Radio War Stories. In every episode, hosts Dave Jagger and Don Nelson reach into their arsenal of decades of radio experience to entertain you with their most amusing, enthralling, and interesting stories. Suit up and get ready for today's episode. We had another great KSON trip, a Ryan Cruz, where we, we flew in. And again, we took you know over 100 people uh, on this thing. We flew into Amsterdam, uh, and uh, then you motored down to the Rhine, which is not far uh, from Amsterdam, yeah. and jump on this, this killer cruise ship uh, uh, and go down the Rhine. And, and you stop at uh, Heidelberg and, oh, go, wow. and, and go have some beers, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, all the way down uh, till you get to... Uh, Lucerne, uh, Switzerland, yeah. and uh, that's where the trip ended for us down there. On it. Did they show you all of the, because I know in Germany and around the Rhine there are a lot of uh, World War II castles and and all that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Did yeah. you see Tons, all that Tons stuff? of that, uh, and, and the uh, the cathedral at, uh, poop, 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 just forgot. Sure, that yeah. place. Anyhow, that place, there was <laughs> there was this killer cathedral that uh, that we went into. But we made all of these side trips, and, and you know, everything was super VIP oh, on the man. ones that we did. Now, I've never taken a river cruise. I've, you know, we uh, did to, uh, get a lot of a few... Uh, regular cruises, Caribbean cruises, that kind of thing, and took uh-huh. listeners along with those. First one we did was god awful. It was from uh, L.A. to Ensenada, Mexico. Uh, we cruised out of uh, Long Beach, and uh, it went to Avalon, and then down to Ensenada. Ensenada is nothing but a fishing town. That's mm-hmm. all it is. And they were, you know, and then they said, well, they have these places, you, excursions you can go on, or you can take a cab and go up to see the blowholes. And- right. You just you just lit me up here, though, with, with one comment on that. Uh, the, the travel agent that I mentioned in San Diego called me one day and said, we just got a call from such and such cruise line. Uh, they have an empty ship going from San Diego to Acapulco. Uh, and we can get a terrific deal if you'd like to put together a package. So literally, we put together a last-minute package, and you cruised from San Diego down to Acapulco, mm-hmm. and then took a flight home. Oh! And this was great. And, and so I got it all set up, and we had you know there were lots of extra rooms. So several friends, you know, hey, come on, sure. we've got this, got this kind of thing. <laughs> and, and nobody had an inside cabin; it was all outside. Right. Cabins. And and yeah. uh, so they said uh, to me, "Are you?" You gonna go on on the uh, on the ship? And I said, no, actually, I'm just gonna fly in ahead, make sure the hotels and everything are squared away, and then I'll come back home. What a great general manager! However, oh, it, here we go. it turns out that the seas got quite rough, man. <laughs> and some of those folks never forgave me for the fact that I wasn't on this boat with them, running for the reel on a regular basis. Well, hey, you had you had to make sure the details were had. I wanted to make sure we had towels yeah. when they came back from the reel. Right? Absolutely, it's Mexico. You want to make sure you have bottled water and stuff in there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Never did one of those. Now, the first cruise uh, that Jerry went on was that one I told you about. I think the very first one we did with a, a 60s nightclub, and uh, it was called Shout. And so we got with Shout, and we got a bunch of listeners to go on this one. But this one was from Fort Lauderdale, and it was a week-long cruise to the Caribbean. 
uh, Eastern, Western Caribbean. So it, we had a good time on that one. And Jerry couldn't go because she was not feeling well. Uh-huh. So I said, well, I've got these two tickets here. So I called up a buddy and I said, hey, hey, Marty, I've got a, a week-long cruise. You want to go? No wives. <laughs> and he paused for a second. He goes, I'll call you back. <laughs> About two minutes later, we called back because I'm there. What are the details? <laughs> I'm in, right. I'm in. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. We had a good time on that cruise, too. And we were good boys. Yeah, well, <laughs> as, as I would expect. As you would expect, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fast forward uh, again, uh, passing, leaving uh, San Diego behind. Uh, and uh, this is during my time with Jim Hampton at Teleprograms. And Teleprograms was a, a syndication company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim uh, is a, an old Detroit uh, broadcaster. Well, not old. He's a Detroit broadcaster <laughs> uh, who's been in L.A. for a lot of years and, oh, and a real forward thinker. And it was there at Teleprograms that we had the rights to Casey Kasin's American Top 40 in Japan. Unbelievable. And this was done uh, on kind of a handshake and back of the napkin kind of thing. But... We were talking in one of our earlier uh, episodes about how great things have happened in as far as equipment is concerned. Oh, yeah. But at Teleprograms, when I walked in the door, and by the way, that also during the time I was at Teleprograms is when I bought my first Mac, a, oh, ni- a 1987 yeah. Mac SE. SE, but, there you go. But I walked in the door, and I said, what is that? And Jim said, that's a fax machine. It's a Xerox fax machine because Xerox invented it. Yes, they did. Right. And in order to deal with the people in Japan, uh, you would write a letter to them, fax it to the folks in Japan. Mm -hmm. They would take the letter to their interpreter who would write it out for them in Japanese. Obviously, it's long before Google Translate. Yeah. Then, when it's time for the response, they would fax us back in Japanese. We would take the letter to the Japanese interpreter we had (laughs) in Los Angeles to to, to try to figure out what's going on. But we we, uh, made some trips uh, over to Japan, which were were absolutely phenomenal. And the, the ability to negotiate with the Japanese was absolutely amazing because... Uh, they do their negotiations uh, over days, not hours, yeah. you know, and it goes on and sure, on and they have on. To think about everything. I remember we had a payment issue where all of a sudden they started paying us in yen instead of dollars, and this went on Oops. for uh, several months. And, and Jim and I went over to uh, Tokyo and met with them, and we had an entire day of negotiating over the fact that you had had slighted us for this three months. And finally, finally, after a full day of sitting there, the the Japanese counterpart says, ah, it's the stupid bookkeeper. Made this terrible mistake. I'm so sorry. Starting next month, we will pay you the right amount. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you have to say thank you. That's fabulous. We appreciate it. This is wonderful. Now, about the previous three months. Oh, it's done. It's done. No more. Well, but unfortunately, you know, we have obligations, and we were relying on <laughs> Shiseido, which was our sponsor, Shiseido Department Stores, uh-huh. you know, for, for this. And they said, uh, we talk tomorrow. All right, so that oh, was it. That, we adjourned. The, the initial negotiation was done. <laughs> this is a different topic. We'll right. talk tomorrow. Uh, right. <laughs> so we go back, uh, and he comes up, and he says, well, in order to assist you in saving face with your creditors, we will pay you that, that three-month 
that, that you were short, uh, but we want to pay it over a year. We'll pay you uh, one twelfth each month. Oh, my God. At which point you say, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. However, would it be? And it goes on and on and on. <laughs> oh, my God. Did they ever just pay it in a lump sum? Yeah. Well, no, it, it got staggered out, but oh, so, okay. somehow the money did arrive. <laughs> over 12 months, it's like getting a, a AT&T thing on your phone and you have to oh we're going to give you this phone for free right. yeah we'll credit you that over the next 24 months right uh, and and you have to leave your firstborn with us uh, exactly during that course of the time <laughs> but also during- i bet that was fascinating though that must have been an amazing uh way to learn international business oh yeah absolutely the thing that that blew me away uh in new york los angeles chicago you want to have an appointment with, with a, a very important advertising agency person. And so you make the appointment weeks in advance. You confirm it. You get there, and an assistant will come out and say, I'm sorry, but Toby took the day off, but his assistant will meet with you. you know, and so you're, there you are. You've come to uh, New York. You're trying to do something. It yeah, doesn't happen. Boy. However, in Japan, uh, and also in Hong Kong, because we also uh, had business down there, in Japan, if you had a meeting with an advertising agency, the meeting was 10 a.m., you walked in and there, was, there were perhaps 10, 15 people in the room. It was the agency person, their assistants, everybody oh involved. They're all sitting at a conference table with a notepad in front of them and a pencil in their hand or a pen ready to take notes on the meeting. Wow. And to make you feel really good, <laughs> at the end of the meeting, when the meeting was over and you're leaving, all, however many there were, ten of them, would walk you out to the elevator. And as the elevator door closed, they would all bow. I was just... All right? <laughs> I was going to say, is there a lot of bowing going on? Oh, yeah, on? yeah. A lot that, of bowing, but, right? But that bit with the elevator doors oh closing... Gosh, and everybody the, bowing. Yeah, doing that routine was amazing. Wow. Uh, we then uh, went down uh, with some other syndicated programming uh, to Hong Kong and then the People's Republic. Ooh. And in Hong Kong, we were kind of green uh, at, at what we were doing down there, and mm-hmm. we were having real problems with traffic jams and the fact that we just weren't staying on time. Sure. And I apologized very much to, to this group that had been waiting for us at the table, uh-huh. and uh, the, their leader said, uh, has no one told you about the subway? And I said, uh, not really. And he said, well, everybody who is anybody has their office in a building over a subway station. We don't ever travel on the surface. Oh, my God. (laughs) And that was literally it, man. I mean, from that point on, you went from point A to point B, you got on the subway, and and you came right upstairs to the next agency, and and away you went. Well, the scary part is that you can't read anything. Did they have anything in English, or was it all in... Kind of. Oh <laughs> kind of, sort of, just a little, but... but they Once were, again, this is before Google Translate. You can't yeah. just put your phone up there and translate it. But they were so clean. I mean, just, it was... Were they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could... Well, you wouldn't want to have your lunch on it on right, the floor, sure. but I mean, you could have. Wow. Uh, and you probably wouldn't have been sick for more than a couple of weeks, but... but <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to travel to the Far East. Well, from, from, the, uh, from the time uh, we had in Hong Kong... Uh, then we went over uh, to meet with the 
folks at the People's Republic. That must uh, have been and, really... Uh, now, this is, this is late 80s, okay? okay. All right. And uh, our first meeting was with Radio Shanghai. And so we, we obviously fly into Shanghai, and we get into the hotel room. Now, in China, when you say Radio Shanghai, it's the equivalent of, let's say, it's WGN in Chicago, and... 300 other radio stations oh, within a 2,000-mile radius. So literally, gosh. you own this huge hunk Holy of the world. Cow. And we go into Radio... It's Sh- state-run, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Radio Shanghai was in one of the buildings in the Bund, which uh, was... It's very British. This All of these buildings were built before mm. World War II. Okay. And I can't remember the name of the movie, but The Last Emperor. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Yes. If you if you rewatch The Last Emperor, uh, much of that was filmed in the bun. Oh, wow. These old British buildings. Cool. So here we are uh, up the escalator. So we walked up the steps, and we get to the proper floor, and the lighting is consists of a single bulb hanging down on a long cord from the ceiling. Long, long hallway, maybe 10 bare light bulbs. And that that was the entrance to Radio Shanghai. Holy smoke. Got to the hotel the next morning, woke up to just a strange, strange noise very early. Couldn't figure out what it was. Again, this is 1987, 88, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. It's before the the, uh, the whole Chinese uh, right yeah. economy turned around and right. all that kind of stuff. The noise I was hearing when I got over to the window to peep out and see what was going on. Thousands and thousands of bicycles commuting to work, and it, I was hearing the little bells, ding, ding, <laughs> ding, 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 and literally, if you can imagine, oh my gosh. 50 bicycles side by side navigating a street, not a car in sight. Unbelievable. Now, those things obviously changed yeah. you know, yeah. over a period of time, but uh, the other thing that, that was <sighs> really amazing, uh, the Chinese prefer to negotiate over a banquet. Oh, okay, you don't okay. go to the office and sit down and do these kind of things. Right. So the, our first full night there, after uh, getting over the, the uh, jet lag, mm-hmm. uh, we were invited uh, to this banquet hosted by the people from Radio Shanghai. Okay. And uh, we, we all met in this hotel, and, and they had everything squared away, and they had little thimble-like things, cups, sort of sitting over on the side. And, uh, you know, from earlier stories, both you and everybody else know I'm uh, not the world's greatest handler of alcohol, (laughs) all right? (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out these little thimbles uh, contain something called Mao Tai, which is the Chinese equivalent of kerosene. (laughs) Oh, lovely. (laughs) Hey, it's either jet fuel or a drink. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I, I knew how to play the game, so they, sure. they had this big toast, and I put it up to my mouth, but of course I didn't drink any. And I put it back down, and then they're wise to the Americans. The guy says, Show us the empty cup. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they wanted to get a good laugh and right. say, Hey! Yeah. <laughs> so when my cup is full, it's like, Come on, come uh-huh, on, come uh-huh. on. And uh, I made it through that night. You downed it, and it tasted like caros- like oh, the smell of kerosene. Oh, it was huh? awful. It was awful. It yeah. really was. But then the following night, we 
host the banquet. Ah, okay. All right. Now, I got there early enough to get the maitre d' to move a plant behind me. A potted plant, all right? And while we were talking, <laughs> I, man- I managed to dump the Maotai into the potted plant. Uh, and I, uh, boy, they really thought I could handle it that second. Life, life is good. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> the one thing I've often wondered, though, is after that meal and after we left, did the plant just keel over and die? <laughs> <laughs> it might have. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You don't know what was in that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But we went from there up to Beijing for Radio Beijing, which is the, wow, the same, same thing, same type of thing, and of course it was there that we were able to go to the Great Wall, uh, which was you know, just an amazing, an amazing yeah. experience to be able to see those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tiananmen Square, yeah. uh, you know, standing in front of the the Mao uh, pictures and yeah, all of those yeah. kind of things, and we got our our syndicated shows on in both Radio Shanghai and Radio Beijing. Now, how did you do? Deliver them? Were they just uh, were they still on the discs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were still uh, on the tape. On the oh tape, tape. Yeah, on yes, tape. Right, okay, yeah, right. We had a difficult time coming up with sponsors for it. We finally were, you know, we're past the break-even stage, and things were working out really well. Were they supposed to help you with spo- the local sponsors then, or uh, did you guys no, do that it, by the, the agency? This was us. They just gave us the airtime. Do uh, they have yeah. ad agencies? Uh, not, not in Beijing. Yeah, they was... did. They did in in Hong Kong, okay. obviously, but but not in in Beijing. But uh, we managed to get, you know, enough money coming in that it made sense to keep it going. Sure. But along came Tiananmen Square. Oh, boy. And there was no further communications. I mean, we knew we were off the air, yeah. but that was the end of it. I mean, that was just... Yeah, there was nothing on Radio Beijing except uh, state propaganda. Yeah, whatever it was. uh, It it was was not American Top 40. It was not American (laughs) rock and roll. No, there was none of that going on in in that area. It's amazing. That's a great story. And, you know, I've... uh, I often wondered how any kind of negotiations like that would go on. But uh, that that first time when you started to negotiate in Japan or particularly in China and the Republic of China, that must have been a little unnerving, I think. You know, it really wasn't. It was fun. I mean, really? I, 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 I... I, maybe we were too stupid to be <laughs> <laughs> to be scared <laughs> to be scared, but but yeah. but it worked out incredibly well. And and the the final People's Republic story as we were leaving after our trip, uh, we were then going to fly uh, Beijing up to Seoul and then over to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and we're sitting um, at the uh, in, in the terminal in Beijing mm-hmm. waiting for our flight, and there were all of these people for the Beijing flight sitting there for the uh, uh, Seoul flight yeah. waiting and I looked around and realized that people were getting up and leaving and I thought what's going on here so I look <laughs> what around what did I miss all, all of a sudden it's like we're the only ones there wow. <laughs> and I went over and I said is there something that's happened and he said Newgate we leave now <laughs> <laughs> and literally, when we got wow. there, they were getting ready to close the door. <gasps> Ooh, Nobody man. bothered to tell us that, that there was uh, a gate change. <laughs> there had been a gate change. <laughs> Glad right? you got up and asked. And, and <laughs> yeah, I always love it when somebody says, have you, have you ever been to South Korea? And I say, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I have. It was 35 minutes. <laughs> 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 we 
<laughs> when we landed in Seoul and they refueled and then we yeah, headed we out took off for again, yeah. LA. Never got a chance to see anything, but I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, these were the, the things that in the radio business were just part of the job. Yes. And Part and of, and part more, of the thrill. Part yeah, of the, thrill. the more thrilling parts, the more fun parts, the, yeah. the, the thing that you really look forward to. And it made the job even that much more fun to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Don, we could talk about these some more. We might. This is uh, probably the second episode of a two-parter again. It sounds like it. It's exciting. No, it's that when we get started, you just can't shut either can't, one of us up. No, off. because we loved it so much and still do. Always a pleasure, Dave. Love working with you, man. Thanks for listening to Radio War Stories. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like us on Facebook at Radio War Stories and call in with your questions or comments here or on Skype. Skype at RadioWarStories.com. We look forward to hearing from you. See you next week. for listening to Radio War Stories. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like us on Facebook at Radio War Stories and call in with your questions or comments here or on Skype. Skype at RadioWarStories.com. We look forward to hearing from you. See you next week.